What's up, guys? And thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stu. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Venom, Let There Be Carnage comes out in theaters this week. And um, it's been very weird. We haven't gotten much word in terms of the critical response to this movie, even though we're in the actual week the movie comes out. But we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. And on Monday of this week, we finally started getting the first reactions to this film. Sony giving that, putting that embargo up to the very last second pretty much before this movie came out. We'll tell you guys how people are receiving it, at least the first few uh, critics and reporters I've gotten to see this movie in just a minute. Also on the podcast, we'll be talking about James McAvoy, a name you probably haven't heard in a bit on this podcast when it comes to um, him and his, his uh, time playing Charles Xavier. He's talking about what it would take for him to maybe come back into the role, and we'll ask whether or not that's something that Marvel should explore. Uh, we'll also talk about some other stuff regarding the X-Men. It was kind of a weird situation to see the X-Men trending this week, and I really didn't understand why, and when I understood it, um, it didn't make all much sense to me. But a lot of X-Men fans were very concerned about some stuff that happened at Marvel this week, so we'll talk about that as well. The character Wen Wu, a very popular figure from the uh, Marvel Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. When will we see him again? Will we see him again? We'll have more on that. Uh, Miss Marvel stuff, Supergirl stuff, a packed show. Should be a lot to talk about. Should be a fun conversation. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, one of the stories that I thought was uh, interesting to me was uh, Marvel uh, filing a lawsuit against uh, several uh, heirs to the creators of Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, uh, Gene Kalan, who were uh, seeking to get the rights uh, back or partial rights, copyright rights back to back for their characters like Iron Man, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, many of the Avengers. This is a I think it a lot it surprised a lot of people that there this was even uh, an issue with Disney and Marvel not having potentially full ownership of these characters moving forward. It was smart for me. I had to kind of read past the headlines. I think the headlines were confusing a lot of people in regards to what it meant. I know a lot of the one of the big headlines coming out of it was that, you know, there was a termination notice that was sent to Marvel by uh, Ditko's uh, estate saying that, you know, they wanted rights back to the character in June of 2023. I think a lot of folks, and I, and I, I think to be honest, I think the people covering it, I don't know if anyone really had a great idea of what that would actually mean uh, tangibly if this happened but the reading i got sham was essentially these creators or at least the the, the estates of these creators they want uh at least partial rights back for the the work that they created and if they're able to do that marvel slash disney would have to share profits with these estates there have been similar cases like this in the past with dc and uh and the, the state of uh of Siegel who created uh Joel Siegel who created Superman and DC was able to win that case um there was also a case regarding Jack Kirby that uh was that had almost got to the Supreme Court level and before Marvel and Disney end up settling with the the Kirby estate kind of what do you kind of make of, of, of what you've what you've heard and seen from this uh story real quick um you know so of course uh it, 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 First of all, I'm glad to be on the show, of course. Yeah. And um, uh, so I don't know too much um, I, with regards to this situation. Um, of course, I do have sympathy for 
uh, Ditko and, and others who are trying to at least um, uh, get get some amount from the property that they created. Um, so, I mean, I uh, when it comes to, to, to the legal portion, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, of course, so I, I can't really speak too much as, and as far as who should have rights to what. I mean, I don't know, but I just know personally, I do sympathize with Ditko and, and, you know, I, so I don't really, I don't really have any kind of, any kind of side in terms of who, who I side with. I don't think Disney's Marvel being evil by, you know, so I know a lot of headlines are painting it as, oh, Marvel is suing, uh, Ditko, counter suing Ditko because they want all the money. And I was, I mean, I mean, yeah, they do want all the money. Um, you know, and, and look, credit to Ditko for, of course, creating the characters. Massive, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I mean, these characters at this point are, are very far, you know, like, he's not really, I mean, of course, he created the characters, so his fingerprints are all over it, but, but, I mean, this is a, this is, at this point, this is, this is a creation of the people directing the movies, people writing the movies, people such and such, so I don't know, I'm not gonna fault them for you know, wanting to say, okay, you know, all the everyone that had a hand in making this is going to get, you know, whatever portion, and we want to keep it that way. You know, I I just don't see Marvel or Disney as being evil for that. How I think this will end is some settlement will be reached, similar as you said, what happened with um uh, the Kirby, Jack Kirby, yeah. Jack Kirby in the Kirby estate as well, and I think that is a suitable, <laughs> I think that's a suitable conclusion. You know. Well, kind of a, a blank check situation. How much do you want? We'll give it to you, and then we'll continue making these these um, you know these movies. And and I think that and I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so Disney is you know as hard as they've been hit by the pandemic. I mean, they're they're still doing fine. So I think I think that's a fair conclusion to this. Now, Kendall, who also joins us on the podcast today, I know from Marvel's side, their whole case has been that Dicko, Lee, and these creators, they were, you know, four hire workers um, working for their company. They were basically contracted, so you know, they, they don't own you know, creative, you know, license over characters that they were contracted to create for their companies. Um, I think for me, and I don't know how you feel, I just, I, I, I get, I, 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 I think their legal presentation makes sense. We're just talking about pure legal aspect of it. I do feel like there's a human side to it that does feel nasty. And you know, I'm always going to be pro creator. And, and for me, you know, for Marvel, you know, they've done plenty of time shouting out Steve Ditko. Of course, Stan Lee's been in their movies. They've continued to, even after he's passed away, they've, uh, they've, you know, they've used his likenesses and, artwork and you know and, and was it was has he showed up in the what if series yet i don't remember if he has or not um i don't uh, i'm not, I'm I, don't not 100% think, sure. I don't think he has but yeah. but he but he's definitely appeared uh in in many different iterations and it just feels weird that you have this situation where you're bigging up these people uh but then there's you know you have to they'll sue their estates to keep you know your hands on their on properties that they did create, and this goes to me beyond like a, you know a Stan Lee or a Ditko. I mean, we're seeing it with creators today. You know, the guy who created the Winter Soldier, um, you know, <coughs> how, how, you know they, he didn't get a check. 
or, or if he whatever check he got, it was very you know minuscule to what he probably should have been owed for you know creating the Winter Soldier character. Meanwhile, Marvel can you know go and make you know all these different you know movies and TV shows regarding a character. And that's someone who's alive. You know, this is when I talk about someone that was sixty years ago. We're talking about. You know, uh, you know, and this is Ed Brubaker. Uh, uh, I want to make sure I got his name. I know Ed Brubaker is one of the you know best you know contemporary comic book writers. Like, like you know, I, I just that part of it is still kind of nasty to me, and that 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 part of it is why I, I do feel I do understand people feeling like Marvel it, it looks kind of terrible in this. Yeah, yeah, it's always tough. I mean, I, I'm never gonna be mad at a company for. You know, sort of defending itself, because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's just like the Scarlett Johansson situation. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she was going after them, and you can we we can discuss who who is in the wrong, and maybe Marvel in the in the grand scheme of things is in the wrong. But I'm not gonna be mad at them. I, I I'm not mad at them for countersuit or you know doing whatever it takes to keep to hold on to right. the property because that's 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 their. That's their um, yeah. Now, one thing. Of, one important distinction. I'm sorry to cut you off, but but Scarlett Johansson was in the movie. You know. Now, now look, I, I it, I'm not going to get into any argument in terms of in terms of what it, how this compares to that in right, terms right, of right, right, right. Ditko having created the character and her being the the star of the movie. Right, you know, right. I don't know, but I just I see those situations differently just in that in that way. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean this is uh. It's definitely interesting. The selfish part of me is, you know, I mean, I, I'd rather Marvel hold on to Spider-Man. We, yeah, we don't want we don't want a situation where in 2023 Marvel can't do anything with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. you know, or Doctor or, Strange, or, or where they're or, they're or they're more limited in terms of their budget because right, or they all did go. Yeah, we got shared, so yeah, yeah, no more Doctor Strange movies. <laughs> you know, like you're doing with the Hulk. Like, I mean, ideal, you know, I, ideally they would hold on, they would win whatever lawsuits, and again, if they got a Write off a check like Warner Brothers has done with their, um, you know, straight to HBO Max movies, you know, then do that. But um, in terms of the legal thing, I'm like Shamari. I mean, I, 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 I'm not a lawyer. I, I, I do. I, it is a tough argument um, when we're talking about how long ago that was, and we're talking about, you know, Steve Ditko, again, Marvel's the publisher of the Spider-Man character, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance, there's a lot of gray area. Yeah. That, you know, practically speaking, Marvel. I mean, I mean, Steve Ditko's estate hasn't done anything with the Spider-Man character in you know however yeah. many years. What about Miles Morales? And like I mean, Shamari said, want anything from that character? Right, exactly. That's that technically character. Spider-Man, but is Miles Morales based off the Spider-Man character that Ditko? Yeah, I don't but, know. It's all a it's lot the legal of gray stuff, area. and it's like a I don't know. You know, I don't know. A judge is but like Shamari said, at, you know, while yes, a lot of this is based off of Steve Dicko's vision. Yes. Steve Dicko didn't didn't make or have any real influence outside of the, you know, the the original iteration right. of what we saw in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He didn't write the he didn't write the script. Right. You know, or this and that. So it, it's all it's all debate. But like, we can have things that are inspired by something and not be the same thing. Or it not be, mm-hmm. I yes. don't have to pay you for it because it, I was inspired by it. You know, so that those are all those, those conversations. That, yes. And that, if you're a lawyer, feel free to school us on on whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, our these property rights work. Yeah, at New Generation Pod or email us New Generation 
media at gmail.com will gladly read uh, any uh, additional notes on this. My last thing on this real quick is just, you know, and you guys make, make good points. I think for me, I think the problem though is, I think we, I think I, I don't disagree with that hope, that hopeful outcome that at the end of the day, Marvel can keep their, you know, they, nothing will happen that will stop Marvel and Disney from being able to do whatever they want to do with these characters moving forward. But I think what's, what's concerning and is that we got to this point because those creators were neglected all these years. Um, I'm almost certain right. that these these creators would have been totally fine with getting paid out of the gazoo, you know, for decades, and their estates would have been fine being paid out of the And we never know. You know, some people, you know, money, the root of all evil and whatever. So, you know, maybe people say, oh, no, I want more. And I'm not saying you're evil for one to, to own your own right. creation. That's not right. anything evil. I'm just using a, a, a euphemism. But um, but with that being said, I think the fact that we they, they neglected these people for so long it's how you get to this point. Where now it's like, well, now you're in a, a you know, a, a, a you know, a bare knuckle brawl in a courtroom against the most iconic estates related to these characters in this medium because you're trying to keep your hands on them because you didn't, uh, you didn't fairly compensate them people all these years. I don't want to get in my anti, uh, you know, evil corporation bag, but that that part of this is what doesn't sit right with me. We'll continue to follow the story as it uh, as it as it moves, but. It's definitely an interesting conversation to have. But I want to move on and talk about uh, the Sony sequel, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is set to hit theaters this week. And the early reactions to the film are promising a fun and violent installment to the Venom uh, the Venom franchise. So I'm going to read a bunch of reactions to this. And again, it's very weird that we, we're this late in the game where we're not even getting reviews yet. We're getting reactions. There's no Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I mean, this movie comes. I'm seeing this movie on Thursday. I've got the ticket already, and I, I mean, there's no. I don't know what to expect per se, other than these uh, reactions, which are limited. You know, and they're only tweets, and 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 there's a limited amount of people who have actually, I guess, have the embargo to to lift it to see this, to say something about it rather. So uh, Josh Wilding from Combo Movie says, "Venom Let to Be Carnage doesn't disappoint. Andy Serkis builds to that Venom versus Carnage clash in a way that means." Uh, when it happens, you'll be all in. Legitimately funny humor, big action, and phenomenal performances are combined with a surprising amount of heart. Uh, Eric Davis from Rotten Tomatoes said, Tom Hardy is fantastic in Venom 2, a film that gladly and madly leans into its darkly hilarious tone and then some. Definite natural-born killer's vibe from our villains, but it's ultimately Hardy who steals every scene with a one-of-a-kind performance that's so much fun to watch. Koi Jandrew from Collider said, Venom, Let There Be Carnage is the absolute insanity. Uh, is absolute insanity. Carnage looks better than I could have ever dreamed as a kid growing up reading the comics. Tom Hardy is having the time of his life, and Andy Serkis flexes those mocap CGI muscles to give us truly intense and visceral symbiote battles. Molly Freeman from Screen Rant said, Venom, Let There Be Carnage has some real entertaining and charming moments particularly between Eddie and Venom, which is a still a super fun dynamic, but the movie gets a bit lost in the carnage of it all. There's too much, too many ideas, and the movie just barrels through the mess to the end. And uh, one person who was a little less bullish in his praise was Jermaine Lucier from Gizmodo, uh, who said, when it comes to Venom, let there be carnage. It's simple. Did you like the first one? You'll like this one. Not like the first one? That's how you'll feel here. It's bigger, faster. It's a bigger. It's the bigger, faster version of the first movie, which I enjoyed and instantly forgot about. Fun, frivolous. So Shamari, you've been 
very unshy in expressing your lack of interest in this film and your displeasure with the first installment of this franchise. Do any of these reactions, many of them that were positive that came out of the first screenings from this film, sway you in any way? Um, uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically, it kind of looks like what it's advertised to be, which is fine. I mean, I, I even I said all the, the praise for Carnage and whatnot, I said, even just from the trailer. I think that's about as good a carnage as you're going to get. I mean, just, just off the bat. That's yeah. about as good a carnage visually as you're probably going to get. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Um, I mean, Venom looks good. Uh, I mean, he even sounds good. Um, you know, and Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock. I mean, I just, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I don't like this Eddie Brock very much. Um, I mean, he's he's okay, I guess, but he's it's just yeah. I've been waiting for the butt. You gave a lot of compliments. Yeah, it's just it's not for the it's not for you. It's not for me. It's not. This isn't the Eddie Brock story that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the Venom that I'm looking for. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it's 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 very interesting. Um, and it's just uh, they're doing a lot with they're doing a lot with Venom, and even take um, I don't know I mean just they're just they're doing a lot with Venom, and a lot that that I'm just it's just not I don't know it's just not not what I'm not what I am uh, not what I'm used to so I mean it's all power to people that want to see the movie enjoyed the movie thought it was great I think that's great. I don't. I never want to take anyone's enjoyment, take enjoyment away from anyone that that honestly enjoyed something. Um, but it's just, it's just not my thing. And uh, so, you know, what I'm sensing is that mm-hmm. what I'm sensing is that you're not, you don't think you're, you don't think you're gonna like this movie. And do you feel like that that's gonna make you come into this movie whenever you see it with a little bit of. Like, you know, you're watching with, with, you know, a little bit of bias because you're like, well, I'm waiting to hate this movie. You know, what was the last movie you went into? It was like, man, I'm not going to hate this movie, man. And then watched it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, now, to be fair, now, I'm, not, I'm not someone that, that you didn't like. I mean, again, I, I'm not, I don't go to movies that I don't, <laughs> right. that I'm going to like. You know, I don't, I don't, you don't go, watch the sequel I don't of movies that you didn't like. And spend my money to go see a movie that right. I don't, you know, right. not typically. Um, so. No, uh, I, I, but, I can't remember the last time I've done that. So, I mean, would it be Justice League? I mean, it was that. I mean, uh, Marvel, you were a bigger fan. No, I was. I was more. Yeah, I was a bigger yeah. fan. Well, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense because you, yeah. you're, you're more of a Jack Snyder guy. So, what about like episode yeah. eight and nine for Star Wars? You know, those are movies where. Well, I was hyped for episode eight. You were hyped for episode. Eight. I was hyped for episode eight, I despite mean, not liking the Force you know, Awakens. Right. Uh, and uh, you know the trailer for episode nine, and right, I, right, that, I, thought, I actually thought the ad campaign could have been a little better for that for the movie, right. even with as good as it did. Yeah, but the trailers were were you know they were they were fine, and I liked episode eight more than a lot of other people. Right, right, right. So you know I was like, all so right, even that you were as down on. Not like this. I didn't like the first Venom. Right. So I mean, this movie. Is I mean, I, movie. I, I think of like all it. the superhero movies we've seen, I think I mean I, I would, we would love to go back and hear our scores, but I mean this I think was the the least. Received well received movie we've ever watched and talked uh, about on this podcast. No way. 
and talked about on no? the podcast? Probably. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Shamari. We didn't I talk think... about the Fantastic Four, did we? No, we talked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's before. We talked about Suicide Squad. And we talked about Justice League. Yeah, I mean Venom. Are we I talking like, like I, feel I like, like, I, like those, I like those movies more. Than I feel like I feel like you guys caught a lot of pleas when it came to Justice League and Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, was, I, don't, I like you, I like you, those, you I mean, guys I like didn't stand nearly as strong on that hill trying to defend. Shamari hated the movie. I like. Yeah. I mean, I liked Venom more than you guys did. So maybe that's why I'm not as I'm not as strong about the team. All right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm like. Suicide we have Squad. To, we have to roll back. We have to roll back the the the, the clip and yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want I want to hear this. Gave it a higher score than you guys. Maybe interesting. I mean, but, I, I but Kendall, I mean, what do you what what do you think? So so as someone who who did receive the Venom movie better than you and I, than Kishmari and I did, what do you? How do you receive these react reactions that you're hearing? Yeah, I mean, and, and I said I said what about the the original movie that, and I always say that. You know, it, it definitely what it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what it, it really wasn't what it tried to be. You know, it tried to be an action superhero movie. Ended up being a, a comedy movie, mm-hmm. and you know that part of it was actually it was funny. It was like, you know, but you're not supposed right. to like it as a comedy. You're not supposed to watch it as a comedy. You're supposed to watch it like it's like right. it's Spider Man, and it's not. But um, it sounds like this. I mean, again, I don't I don't really know. You know, I I, I don't read the stuff like intensely you know before i see a movie just because i you know I, I try to just experience it i try to you know find little patterns and whatnot of what people are saying but and the one pattern i've seen a lot is a lot of people i haven't seen many people say that the first one was better most people said yeah whether you liked it or you didn't like the first one, a lot of people <laughs> i've seen you've heard say this is an upgrade and i wasn't a fan of the first one this is a slightly better mm-hmm. or you know i like the first one and this one's even better than that you know so that's a that's a positive um, what we've sensed from the trailers and from the previews that they're leaning into that comedy, you know, portion of that first one, and that's going to be more of this the identity of this movie. Um, so that that I mean, I I don't I'm not even a fan of that decision. As somebody who, who liked the comedy in the first one, I don't think that it should then turn Venom into you know a slapstick humor kind of movie. Right. But you know, it seems like again maybe maybe that's just the marketing. Maybe they know well this is what the people liked, so let's kind of show them what they liked in the first one. Yeah. Um. Because the marketing in the in the first Venom was super serious. It was, it was dark and it was yes, serious. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what this has been. This has been a lot more comedic. Um. And it's marketing. I mean, and, I, I tweeted. I, I sent that tweet to you guys. That I posted where I was like, you know, Venom's at a glow party. I'm <laughs> just like, you know, Shamari's gonna be in hell watching this film. <laughs> yeah, man. Everything Shamari hated about the first one. And they're just they leaning into it. Voting you know? about this movie. And they're just leaning into it in that promo. And, uh, and Andy Circus actually kind of gave an explanation for that. Um, and I, I don't know. Did you guys read his explanation? No. Explanation. I would love to see so, so he said that party was – he saw that as kind of like a – almost like a coming out moment for Venom. He doesn't say he's like LGBTQIA, but he says it's similar to that. Um, uh, I, heard, I heard about the comments. I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't oh, okay. Read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. So right, – right, right. um, you know, which which I mean, it's fine, obviously, but it's just like, I mean, but I'm I'm part of me is just like I don't know. This is I'm used to just Venom is just he's a symbiote. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I don't know. It's just this. It's just not the story. It's not the Venom that 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 I had expected or that I really want. Just just to be honest, I mean, I'm probably I mean, honestly yeah. 
I'm probably going to see the movie just because, I mean, all this buzz about Spider-Man. Andy Serkis is out here confirming that Spider-Man and there's going to be a crossover. And Tom Hardy's confirming that there's going to be a crossover. I'm like, all right. So is this? I might have to just go even for if there's an after credits or an Easter egg or. I see multiple people. I see multiple people say you you have to stay for the post credits. And that's that's interesting because I think that we've seen that publicized a lot with this movie. Again, not a secret. I think it's part of the draw. You don't watch trailers and you don't read reviews and you don't know this, but yeah. um, But like it's been it's been very public that again there may be a crossover in this movie. And I think that that's part of their draw. That's part of why they want people. Because a lot of times, I mean, these 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 post credit scenes don't they don't leak or people don't really talk about them. Like nobody knew what the Shang Chi post credit scene was going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, to be fair, it wasn't like it was earth shattering, but still, like it wasn't why people went to go see the movie. Um, and so that's the thing about that thing about this movie is that. Uh, they're using it as, as, as a tool as bait yeah. to go get you to see it, which is interesting. And they're they're publicizing, yes, the the post credit now. Some of that is from the reporters, but hey, we talk about Hardy and, and Circus talking about crossovers. I assume Spider Man's not showing up in the in the first half. Or I assume that they're not talking about, yeah, he's gonna cross over, you know, in a couple years from now, you know, in twenty twenty five. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean I I do feel like they're definitely they they they've made no mistake or no uh, they pulled no punch when it came to deciding to make this part of the promotion. I mean, every almost every prominent figure in this movie. Well, I don't say every. I mean, it's two. It's circus director and Hardy. But anytime they've been approached, yeah. And I, I mean, Harrelson hasn't really been as much a part of it. I don't think. But anytime they've been on any kind of promotional interview or tour. I mean, they've 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 made it a point to be like, yeah, it's gonna be great when Spider Man's involved with this. Like, like this is not. They're not hiding it, or they're not. You know, again, it's it's definitely part of the right. Film. This isn't Kevin Feige saying, "Uh, we'll see." I don't right. Know. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know the answer this, to that yet. Yeah. This is totally. It's not even coy. Like, oh, that would be great. It's more just like when it happens. It's, you know, it's going to be fantastic. So, so they're definitely making that part of the promotion. Um, I think for me, it's so weird. You know, I, I don't know what to make of these reactions to be honest. Because I, I I felt like what I was going to see, and I'm not saying this is what's happening. But I think that the critics kind of took, I think they took one on the chin with this film in particular, the last time. Um, I, I think that they withstood the Snyder crowd. Um, I think a lot of people still did not like that movie, even though there's a, I think a, what I've said is a loud minority who have screamed about BVS being a, you know, a masterpiece and whatever. But, but for the most part, uh, they, they, they've been able to withstand when fans have, a lot of fans have liked the movie and the critics didn't. I think this one, Cause they were like, they were, I'm not even talking about the the you know the quote unquote like you know button up shirt and tie movie critic. You know we're talking about like the 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 super you know nerd fandom movie critics that were going to see the movie saying this movie was garbage. Um, <laughs> it's surprising to me that uh, it seems like not I won't say unanimous, but a lot of them are turning around saying, hey, this movie is pretty good. Uh, you know I know it's a totally different director, and I, I think we all have a lot of respect for Andy Serkis as a creative mind. So I I, I have hope that he could do a decent job with this but i kind of thought there would be maybe a whiplash in the in the actual like respect and, and enjoyment of this this movie because of what happened last time um maybe also there's a whiplash of not being as surprised by 
the movie they're presenting because you know last time as I, as we said like you know they presented something that was gonna be totally different and then we got a comedy uh you know here they you know all the most of the uh most of the the critics here mentioned that there is humor there but they said that it's also a very violent movie and that there's it's very uh, you know dark in a lot of different ways so uh, it seems like you know circus may have tried may have may have found a happy medium to what the people of venom liked the first time maybe doing a little bit more of what you would want and expect from a venom and carnage movie for this go around but I'm, I'm still skeptical i'm skeptical because i i think that Again, I think that a lot of these critics took it on the chin because they said this was terrible, and a lot of people watched and said, "I really like that movie." So I, I'm a little skeptical, but um, nonetheless, I think it'll be it'll be fascinating to see what this movie ends up being. I don't think anyone has a great idea. I mean, it's an hour and thirty minutes. That's just like unheard of superhero movies at this point in time. Like superhero movies nowadays are just easily two hours. Like it's just like you know, so to to not you know to even not even go one fifty or one forty five, they go to one thirty. And you're introducing a new character. Uh, it's not like the you know the last movie wasn't all that deep, and it definitely could have been shorter. So maybe Circus kind of did some smart editing in that regard. But an hour thirty is like a that's like a straight to DVD movie or straight to streaming movie or like so so I'm I'm fast. That's my most fascinating about this is is I, you know will this rush too fast? Will they be able to have good pacing on this? Um, I guess we'll only time will tell. Let's move on now. Let's talk about uh, James McAvoy. Uh, he spent much of the past decade playing Charles Xavier on the big screen, and while he feels his time with the character is likely over, McAvoy says he is open to a return to the role. Uh, when asked about what it would take to return at the lead of the X-Men, McAvoy said, quote, If people offer me good writing, I'm always going to be excited. But I do feel like I've had a good ending with Charles and I got to explore some really good stuff, particularly in the first two movies that I did for him as a character. He adds, quote, so if my time is done, I'm happy with the time that I spent and the time that I was given. And if good writing comes in and people want to do stuff with me, I'll always be open to that. But it's got to be good. McAvoy also noted that he's unaware of what Marvel has in store for Charles Xavier, but acknowledged that Kevin Feige's team are, quote, clever people uh, who are very good at putting stuff together. So I doubt any of us believe uh, McAvoy is the Xavier for the MCU. But Kendall, do you think it makes sense for Marvel to find a way to use McAvoy's Xavier, given the exploration they're doing with the multiverse? Um. Well, look. So, so let's get it get it out of the way. You know, in terms of keeping score, McAvoy uh, is my favorite Charles Xavier. Uh, okay. There's only two, so I mean, I guess we're comparing Patrick Stewart. I do prefer uh, James McAvoy over Patrick Stewart. I don't think that that's super controversial. I think it's just it's an even split. I think they're both great. And I think you'll find one person that likes. Yeah, definitely a, definitely a preference thing there. I don't think that that's yeah, it's, controversial. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a Pepsi Coke taste test. You know, <laughs> um, you know which do you like better? But but with that being said. Um, Yes, look. Do I think so? To, to answer your question, I think McAvoy would be a perfect guy to bring back. Um, you could play a completely different Professor X, but but still look like James McAvoy and still be James McAvoy, but just not any of the context. Uh, you can keep the context if you'd like, but you know maybe switch up some stuff. Maybe you may say it's, it's similar, but it's not the exact same. Like I mean, you, we know you're going to bring back Daredevil and, and and Kingpin, and we we assume that those guys will be the same. 
uh, the same actors. We assume it's going to be Vincent D'Onofrio. We know we assume it's going to be Charlie Cox. Um, now that's a little different because those guys were playing in an MCU sandbox, obviously, unlike the the Marvel the, or the, the the Fox characters have. But um, but yeah, I mean, if they can figure out a way, or again, just make it a completely original version with the same actor, I'd be completely fine with that. Um, in terms of in a multiverse setting, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, there, you know, obviously there's some sort of speculation that, you know, we may be getting, you know, Fox X-Men characters and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And if if it ends up being Professor X that's in that movie, who is playing Professor X and, you know, McAvoy certainly doesn't sound like he's playing Professor X anytime soon in the MCU. Could be lying, but uh, I feel like that's not the way they, they usually lie. Um he seemed a lot more definitive. Uh, so, I mean, look, if I were to, if I were to guess, I would assume we're more likely to see Patrick Stewart in the MCU in a multiverse setting than we would James McAvoy. Also, because of, although what you call it was more recent, McAvoy, Patrick Stewart, far more iconic, far more uh, recognizable mm-hmm. for the character. So, so yeah, if 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 it's going to be a Professor X in the MCU, it'll be uh, Patrick Stewart. And I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how that'll be received. I mean, it'll be received well because it's Marvel Studios and it's Patrick Stewart. But I don't know if that's gonna if it's gonna make any sense. But it's also the X Men timeline, so I don't think anybody really. It's already been blown into dust three, four times already. As I mean, did did, did was it Patrick Stewart that said Feige already talked to him? Patrick Stewart also yes. denied. He he denied. Oh, it oh yeah, well. he denied it. But but the, the world oh, denied. It. They they did. They, he no. He said that I talked to Feige. Yeah, I was gonna say. And I told him. I'm not doing this. Again. Yeah, I, I can't. Just, I can't oh, yeah, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he exactly. denied that anything's happening. He denied Feige. He told right. Feige no. Feige approached him about being. Now again, that was two, about two years ago. That was prior to the pandemic. So it's a lot of time for things to change. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't think that McAvoy is gonna be the Professor X. That might, I might not have said that. Uh. A year ago, really? um, yeah. I, after seeing how they handled the Fox Quicksilver, um, <laughs> I, I don't. Which is interesting because that was Evan Peters. Which yeah, was with Evan Peters, who was with McAvoy. You know, it was just a troll, basically, just a, a troll situation. I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're going for any any. Uh, you know, I think Stewart is Stewart and McKellen. I think are, are the only, and maybe and maybe what's his name, um, Jack. 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 <laughs> I think those are the only ones uh, that they would because everybody else they're like, nah, we got We're gonna redo this. Yeah, and they're very uh, Marvel Studios, Feige, very, very. Uh, you know, they want to do things their way. Yeah, very picky. Very picky. Very much. They want to do things their way. And we so say that. Not... We say that. But I mean, we're about to enter a uh, Spider-Man movie that's gonna have like every single thing that they didn't do in it. So is there a shift that's mm-hmm. happening at Marvel? Which is why I kind of present. To be that. fair, that is that is owned by Sony. That is fair too. That's true. I mean, yeah, there's a whole other company, but it's supposed to be produced by Marvel. But but we all understand. I'm sorry, Sony has yeah. some. And I, again, I, I've gone say. into my whole theory on what happened and how right. I think Sony yeah. make this anyway. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, like, we gotta get in on this, or <laughs> they're right. gonna make the money without us. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think I don't think Feige wants anything to do with with uh, 
the Fox X-Men with those exceptions, just because they, they're so, they're just such a, so amazing. But remember he worked Um, with those, those those characters. He came from that Fox X-Men. Yeah, he worked with those characters. Yes, he did. So So maybe this will be a little bit more, you know, you know, nostalgic for him. Yeah, right. It'd be more nostalgic for him. You know, they're familiar with each other. Obviously he did not use McAvoy. He didn't use McAvoy. You know, so I, I don't think he's going to be working with McAvoy. I'd love to see McAvoy again. Um, I think I think he knows we most of us would love to see McAvoy again. Um, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's, he's going to do his own, have his own story. Um, I don't know what the story is going to be, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. It also creates, real quick, a little bit of confusion. If you use McAvoy... In a one-off scenario, in a multiverse scenario, and then you create a new Professor X, it creates confusion as to why you aren't using the guy in his prime. Yeah, there was already character. and there was already a lot of confusion with, with regards to the, the, <laughs> the <laughs> prior days of future past, and, like of future past and then uh, you know Apocalypse and, yeah. and Phoenix. And yeah, all. and the fact that yeah he aged like <laughs> two years, <laughs> no matter of twenty, going through decades, and, and he looks basically <laughs> the same. Exactly. But like. Very confusing. If you use Patrick Stewart, that confusion is gone. Like Patrick Stewart shows right, like exactly. eighty something years old. It's like all right, this is the, the and old. You have Patrick. a new one who's a completely <laughs> new actor. It's not as confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I think that that I think I agree. I think everyone would be excited if somehow he got put into the fold because while the last two X Men movies that came out of his iteration of the X Men were not that great i think that there's a lot of good in that franchise i think he him being one of the the major bright spots along with of course uh uh, uh fastbender uh who played magneto you know so i i think that to me i i i really think that there is great uh capital in exploring those that x-men team or at least people from that x-men team in a multiverse even if you're doing your own x-men um, I, I feel like we saw the hysteria Evan Peters' appearance in WandaVision had. And they didn't capitalize it on it anyway. But if Marvel was paying attention, they, they should have seen just his just his presence alone and what that could have created and the possibilities and how much fans got excited and invested in that series because of his uh, appearance on that show went a long way to kind of, you know, creating the buzz that was around that series that, you know, was just at the Emmys a couple, you know, last week. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't win almost anything, which was, you know, garbage. But nonetheless, that that was there nominated for the Emmys. And, you know, like, so so I, I think that if, if there's – I'm not saying he should be Charles Xavier. I'm not I – don't, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, you can just make him Charles and then kind of reboot things. I don't think this is like, like Daredevil or Punisher. I think it's a little different um, because there's so much that this, like, is so – weird and doesn't make sense with like how they the x-men how fox did the x-men which we we talked about at eight you know for, for ages that to try to just say oh well he's he is charles xavier but it's just different now i don't know if that would work as much the the daredevil and and punisher stuff because technically it was created with the with with the mcu in mind it's a much easier transition to decide okay we're gonna yes these are the characters but we're gonna change them just slightly uh so i that's how i would work that but um, but but I still think that you know utilizing a multiverse and kind of having him be a part of it, I think would still be really cool. What's and, interesting, yeah, I was gonna say is that like 
Especially if you don't have Patrick Stewart available, if that's true that he's not doing anything. Man, if there's no Patrick Stewart, it's it's they're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot. But um what's interesting is that you have again, if 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 Magneto or uh or Professor X is in Multiverse of Madness, we know Scarlet Witch is in there. If they do have some sort of clash, um some sort of multiversal clash do you, do you really want to use Multiverse of Madness to be your introduction into debuting or your Professor X? Or is that going to be a little bit too much, given that movie will be a little bit out there probably? Is it a little too much to say, all right, yeah, now this is, where, this is when we're going to debut, you know, Brian Cranston as Charles Xavier, or this is when we're going to debut Daniel Craig as Magneto, and just, just it'll be bonkers and people will be losing... Yes, people will be losing their minds, but... We'll also have to, you know, wrap our brains around that while a movie is going on. Whereas, if Patrick Stewart shows up, or you know, Ian McClellan or Fastbender or McAvoy shows up, we already get it. it it's it's one hundred percent. We know it. We get it. At least the people that are in the in in this in this medium that, that follow it. Um. So that's something that they're going to have to consider. Is that it may be best for the sake of the movie to use somebody that has that we already have prior knowledge of who they are because if another if a new professor x shows up we have no history with them. we have no idea all we know is they're professor x and as we know with the x-men the x-men the x-men aren't like spider-man where when you see spider-man in in civil war you kind of already know especially at that point in his career what he's been through you know you don't know everything but you know uncle ben you know he's only been doing this for about a year that's all he needs at that point he's spider-man like with Batman, when he shows up in BVS, you know Ben Affleck's Batman. You know he's Bruce Wayne. This and that. That's really all you need to know. You know the stuff about Robin. But like, if if a new Professor X shows up, but we but without the X Men, or Magneto shows up, what what at what point in their careers? What point in their lives? Who's a part of the X Men? What villains have they gone? What you know? There's a lot more questions. My point. If you bring those characters in. Yeah, I know. I, I totally get that. And staying with the X-Men, I want to talk about another story, quote-unquote, that I thought was kind of interesting uh, this past week. So the promotion of Marvel Studios producer Victoria Alonso to president of physical post-production, visual effects, animation production uh, led to concern from some X-Men fans giving her over marks about the franchise. So during an interview, uh, this was several years back, she expressed displeasure with the term, quote, X-Men, uh, citing that there are females on the team and that the, the, she felt that the team name was outdated. Uh, she said, quote, I don't know where the future is going. It's funny that people call it the X-Men. There is a lot of female superheroes in that X-Men group, so I think it's outdated. I don't know where it's going. We'll see. This was around the time that Marvel had acquired uh, the, right, the movie rights to the X-Men franchise from Fox. So in her new role uh, as a president at Marvel, she will work um, and oversee pretty much all projects uh, at Marvel's entire slate when it comes to movies and, and TV shows and animation. Uh, she'll still be reporting to President uh, Luis de, de Esposito, who's one of uh, you know, Feige's right-hand men. Uh, Alonzo, who has been working with Marvel Studios since 2006, uh, and according to her Hollywood Reporter, 
um, has been, you know, outspoken about Marvel's uh, represent uh, Marvel's goals to to be more representative in the coming years. He's made comments uh, as recent as the Black Widow premiere on this subject. So her elevation into this role raised alarms from some concern that the X Men won't be the X Men. Um, some have described it as a you know a wokeification of the MCU, whatever you think the hell that means. Um, there was some. Uh, I thought unnecessary hysteria over Alonzo's promotion, Kendall. But what did you make of her promotion and how it may relate to the X Men, given her old uh, comments? Um, so and some of the fact that we haven't heard or Feige ever use the term X Men. Yeah, no, yeah, X Men. Yeah, you know, obviously Feige uh, refers to them as the mutants. He did not say the X Men. Uh, so that that is a little concerning, obviously, if if you're. Uh, you're an X Men fan, or if you're you're in the if you're an X Men fan who likes calling them the X Men, it's <laughs> not everybody's an X Men fan who likes calling them X Men. But um, look, I mean, in terms of Victoria Alonso's promotion, great. You know, I mean, I, I think obviously she's been a key figure at Marvel. Um, so for her to get this promotion is not. It's like you know, it's like with Star Wars when Dave Filoni got his promotion. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess you may have your, your one or two people that hate the Clone Wars that are upset, but for the most part. You know, if you've been a key figure in this and you get the promotion, I mean, I, I can't be upset yeah, about it. Two thumbs up. Yeah, it's two thumbs up. Um, you know, or like, you know, if Kathleen Kennedy, when she was moving up the ranks at Lucasfilm, like, you know, if, if she was George Lucas's, one of George Lucas's, uh, you know, primary uh, advisors and she moves up the ranks of Lucasfilm, you can't be upset about that, especially if George is still in the company, if that's how we're looking at it with Kevin Feige. So I have no problem with, with Victoria Alonso moving up. Um, in terms of the X-Men name, um, I, look, I think it is certainly going very much overboard, uh, if, if we're going to not use the name X-Men, you know, uh, because of the, the, the connotations that may, that may arise from it. Um, I don't think that the, the what, what are the, name, what are the connotations that would arise from it? Well, I guess the connotations that she's. That she's that she's interpreting interpreting it with is that um, that it's Charles Xavier's group of men, uh, and that that's not the actual makeup of of, of the X Men roster. Um, if that was if that was the original intention with the name, then that, I mean that is that's problematic. Uh, it's problematic in the sense that you know from its inception there has it hasn't been an all male group to begin with, um, right. but. It's also problematic because now it's certainly not an all male group, and that is, it's fairly balanced from a gender perspective. Um, but but when you're talking about that's that's her interpretation of how she's viewing it, but I don't think that that's how I really I, mean, I don't know I could be wrong I don't really, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll just speak for myself and say that's not how I interpret the name X Men. I don't think X Men or X Man and think you know male you know I, I, that it's a male yeah. group. You know, I mean, and that's because growing up, Jean Grey has always been a part of the X Men, and Storm right. has always been a part of the X Men. The and female visibility for the for the female, you know, uh, members of the team has been super high. Yeah, Jubilee, Shadowcat, right, and uh, Rogue, I mean, all yeah. different characters. Rogue. So I, I never, I never thought of it as just, you know, it's just, it's just the male group. You know, so, you know, I mean. Again, if you want to really dig into it, we can dig into it and be like, why is it called X-Men then? You know, they, they made the joke about it 
in the last movie. The joke kind of fell flat for a lot of people, but the, you know, the mystique, oh, maybe we should call ex-woman or whatever <laughs> whatever she said, didn't really work in the movie. But again, they try to make light of that of that name. And that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with those jokes. Even if they don't work in the movie, it, 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 it makes sense why you want to put that stuff in there. But I don't think we have to eradicate the name. And I, I'll just be honest, this is my own recommendation. I think that to be fair, she didn't say this recently. She said, no. This, this was a while ago, but I don't think that this is good business. Like, I think that you're losing a lot of money. Oh, 100%. I don't know, a lot. But you're losing a good amount of money changing the name from the X-Men to the Mutants or changing it from the X-Men to whatever. Because the X-Men brand, at this point, from a name perspective, is as big as any other is a, is A-list, yeah. Yeah, it's A-list yeah. in, in movie making. Even beyond in cinema, it's yeah. an A-list brand. Facts. <laughs> it's had you know a dozen, over a dozen movies, not a dozen movies, but over over a ten movies. Like you would think that they would that 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 they would understand that. I don't think they do, but um, that that's that's I guess that's my that's my piece. That financially, I wouldn't recommend it because I think that there's more money to be made by Marvel Studios X Men than there is Marvel Studios whatever else you want to call it. So, mm-hmm. so Shamari, I mean, Kendall Field is actually very passionate about it. Do you feel like uh, Alonzo's promotion in any way signals that, you know, the name could be in danger or, or, any, or any threat that they won't use it, particularly since we haven't heard Feige use the term since he's acquired them? Uh, no, not, not at all. I mean, I feel like this this story um, is, is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of whining and crying um, from from people who have nothing better to do uh, than whine and cry about, <laughs> about, um, you know, and, and I just, I find it ironic because, because they call the whole, they act like she's the one whining and crying. It's no fake. Yeah. She's the one whining and crying. <laughs> they're the ones whining and crying. Yeah. Um, over her getting a promotion. Um, when she said no such thing about, Oh, I'm going to change the name now or anything like that. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a name. Like, get over it. I, I don't really. So yeah, you know. I, I so I don't think that. Um, so no, nah, I mean, I, I, this doesn't concern me at all. If she is, uh, you know, which I mean, not even if she has been, um, you know, kind of a, a, a leading figure, uh, you know, um, in Marvel Studios, um, and she's done a great job. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I'm not upset at all. That so if they do change the name, would you have a problem? With um, I have to see what the new name is. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're not you're not just a no. So, just so off if the, they're changing the, the name on the basis of it's not inclusive enough, is that a problem to you? Um, or or is that because that that's <laughs> my problem? I don't have a problem with getting the promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think the, the the basis of why we would change the name, if that happens, and I'm just putting pressure on her to say, look, I don't think you should change the name. Right. You know, that's that's my question. Um. Uh. No. I mean. I, I mean. I, I. I. Honestly, I wouldn't have an, an issue with that. Um. Uh. I mean, I always thought that you know, of course, the name X Men comes from you know Professor Xavier. And, right, and right, I would think right. and it's that's the of, first thing that everybody kind of, thinks that's the first thing that I think about. I don't think of man, right, <laughs> and men and male, like human. Male, I, I, and male I think and to me, like I've always thought of X Men as like almost like I don't know, like the Cowboys. Like, I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys are yeah, you know, exactly. actual Cowboys. Of, like 
don't think of men and, and male right. and, and you know that has nothing to do with with you know so i so no i mean honestly it, it, to me i wouldn't care and if that was her reasoning i'd be like you know i mean i sure you know i i wouldn't i'd have to to know what the pitch it was or right. what the new name is new okay. name is whack then i'm like all right no change it back but Honestly, what makes the X Men is are the characters and the the stories, um, you know, and uh, so yeah. I mean, do I want the name to be changed? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, you know, if this was like a, a big deal to like a lot of people and, and it was it was a, it was a big thing to it, cha- please I, change I, this name. It's you know offensive right. or what what have you. Like like I I, if it's like the all. Washington football team. And, and yeah, if it was something like that. Or, and it's yeah. like I don't I don't I'm not I don't feel like I'm one of those guys that's like don't you can't change the name. Well, like, right, yeah. I don't want to be one of those guys. Like, I mean, I don't, because I don't, it's know. not. I don't know. I mean, again, like Shamari said, if it's a, if it's offensive, if it's like, you know, then that's becomes a different conversation. I just don't know. Has anyone had that conversation besides Victoria Alonso? I, so, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe there has been, but. I, I, I yeah so so here's what I feel so I have like a two pronged feeling on this whole story and I use story in big quotation marks um first of all I felt like the coverage of this quote unquote story of Alonzo being promoted features some of the uh most uh misinformed and just like grotesque smear of this woman that I think I've seen in this medium of covering just like comic book stuff superhero movie superhero tv stuff i mean some of the articles i'm hearing people not understanding these quotes were from years ago i see people saying this is stuff she said after she got promoted like i mean just like and, and i'm talking about reputable organizations i mean honestly reputable but like you know like i'm seeing daily mail and you know uh yahoo you know I, it's just like it's like like these headlines some of these articles are just wrong some of the things they're saying aren't even factually accurate um and uh you know, and again, I, I talked about how there, there seems to be a segment. You know, there was this whole conversation because I didn't even understand where it was coming from on Twitter. On Twitter, all of a sudden, there was this whole idea of like, oh, uh, they're going to make the X-Men woke. And then there was a side that was like, how can you make the X-Men woke? They, their whole, the whole basis of the characters are ba- literally based on <laughs> the civil rights movement. Like, what do you mean? Like, the whole point of them is that they're persecuted. So, like, I, was, I didn't know where this was coming from. I was so confused. I'm like, I, I can't even see the origins of, like where this idea that the X-Men are going to become quote-unquote woke is even, what does that even mean and where is it even starting from? It wasn't until uh, Kendall promoted, you know, prompted this story, something to talk about that, I understood, oh, this is where it came from? Because something a lot, Alonzo said, and I thought it was something that was recent. Then I said, oh, no, it wasn't anything recent. She didn't even say anything this week. It was just that she got promoted. And they were running to comments that happened from 2018. And that's, I only bring that up to say, we got to be very careful with some of these quote unquote stories that get pushed onto us as major news because there's a lot of, uh, you know, just misinformation. Like this is not a new story. It's not something she said. No, I think this is, it's a, I think to talk about the X-Men name is, is pertinent, but it, you know, they were making, again, a lot of people were making it sound like, Oh, this woman that they, they're putting in charge of Marvel, her mandate is that she's changing the X-Men name. And that's the stuff I was reading on like real articles. Like, so, so I mean, a lot of the, I say that there's a lot of, Bad actors out there who have agendas, who are pushing uh, uh, lies and 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 smears for their own twisted gain, and I thought that was gross. And considering Alonzo is one of the few Latina, uh, you know, film executives, I think there's an aspect of that that's kind of nasty to me. 
So I just want to make sure I put that out there to be very clear. Now, when it comes to the name of the X-Men, Alonzo's view of it. Um, first of all, I think any... The, the, Faye's going to have last say on the X-Men. So, Alonzo's going to have a voice, as I'm sure everyone else on his team that's at the you know presidential level. She should. She's been a part of the whole run, and it's been a very successful run. There's no reason for her not to. But at the end of the day, we know the Bucks are going to stop with one person. That's how it's always been, um, for better or for worse. So, I'm not really concerned about Alonzo deciding that the next one name is going to change. That decision can come to Kevin Feige. Now, can he be influenced? Of course. I think that... Am I concerned? No. I think that he understands that there's capital, just there's physical capital, there's emotional capital in the name The X-Men. So I don't think he should change it. I don't agree with Alonzo's view of this at all. I think she's badly wrong on this. Not wrong in the the sense of like, technically, yes. The spirit is fine. Yes, technically, yes. X-Men for a team that has a lot of females maybe doesn't make sense. Not a great the, name, yeah. In, in, the, in, the, in the contemporary standpoint, if you were creating a superhero team today and you were trying to figure out what the name should be, no, I probably wouldn't come up yeah. with X-Men. Or the idea the, that... The Superman. And right. to be fair, right. she never said they should change it. She just said, we'll see how it goes or I don't know what's, where, where that's going to go. She seemed to be... It seemed to be something that she was not happy with, that aspect of the name. She didn't say they should change it or anything. So, again, I want to be fair because there was a lot of unfairness and, again, just lies and smears going on about what this was about. But if there is any kind of problem with the idea that because there are female characters that the name should be changed, um, again, I, I just think that that's preposterous given the, the history that stands behind what the X-Men represent. It'd be different, as Kendall said, if we're talking about the Washington football team's former name and what that represented and how that was uh, how that was was exploited, and how that disrespected people. The X Men are are all about respect, all about inclusion, all about um, embracing outsiders, embracing people who are persecuted. There's nothing but positive connotations with the the name X Men. Nothing but positive. There's no negative about it. So to just, I felt like to me. And look, I'm not a woman, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have all the answers and that I'm right all the time. I'm not even going to say I'm right on this. This is just my opinion. But but to me, there's a difference when you're talking about what what goes into a name and what it represents and what it stands for. It has to mean something. It's not my, just the same. It's not just the same as some other thing that we got to change the name for because it's, it's offensive and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't represent anything good. This is something that's totally different. It's not exploiting anybody. It's not disrespecting anybody. Um, it, 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 is it is it the most inclusive name? No, I would I understand that. And and as we were doing it all over again, yeah, I probably wouldn't say X Men, but I, I just think that to me, um, I just don't agree with that view. And I, I don't know if that means that you know she's she has the power to. To really influence fight to the point where they won't use X Men, or that's a conversation that's, that's yeah, happening the inside concern, of Marvel. I think the conversation probably is definitely happening inside of Marvel. I don't think that is not it, happening. Yeah, I think the concern EJ is sounds like it is is with, yeah. yeah I, she makes these comments after they they've already acquired mm-hmm. um, the characters, and I I look at I look at it in like football terms. You have yes, she's not Kevin Feige, but Kevin Feige's the head coach, and she's the defensive coordinator. And the defensive coordinator goes out in an interview 
in the offseason and says, this defense ain't cutting I, it. I don't like this spread off. I don't like right. spread offenses. Right. Spread offenses don't win you football games. When his team runs a spread offense, or at least his coach <laughs> runs a spread offense, that's going to make or the, or the previous Or the previous coach ran a spread offense. And you're part of a staff that's acquiring the yeah, previous the, team. Yeah, the offense, the, the personnel. You would assume right, the that. the personnel, exactly. They're, I guess they're not going to run a spread offense because right. he had a guy that doesn't now, believe again, in it. Yeah, yeah, maybe the coach is like, no, well, yeah, he's a defensive coach, so he right. can say what he wants, <laughs> but that's not his purview, or that's not his his thing. But you would assume that the ship, the ship, at least at that level, yeah. you know, the, the 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 DB coach, the executive level, yeah, yeah, you know, the assistant special teams coach, he says he doesn't like the spread offense, doesn't matter, right? Because he has no, but the defensive coordinator, <laughs> that's a different level. So that's that's that would be my thing, you know, yeah. or that's where the concern lies, where she's. One of Feige's top deputies, and she's saying, "I think the name is outdated." The concern is that she's not saying that as publicly as she did, unless there was some level of agreement. And I, again, maybe even Feige agrees doesn't mean they're going to change the name, right? But, because I mean, at the end of the day, also you know, Disney right. can say uh, that ain't exactly. happening. You're going you up <laughs> really up the ladder. Right. When you're talking about the name X Men, that goes all the way to the top of the food chain, up to Bob Iger and Bob Chapek. They may not agree, <laughs> and if that's where it stops, that that's where the owner Jerry Jones says, "Well, I like to spread offense, so <laughs> right, yeah. doesn't matter with the defensive coordinator." So right, yeah. that's the conversation that they're having at, at Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and I think a conversation is being had. Um, I don't think this is super. We're in super danger that you know they won't be a, you know the team named the X Men. Um, I do think it's. I I think that. I'll be honest. I think that the fact the re- part of the reason why we haven't heard the name X Men, I think, is because of that. I really do. I don't think this They're is nothing. The yeah, I don't think this is nothing. I think this is something that's not really been decided. I think I, what I, I think say- common sense usually wins out in the end when, especially when money is involved and they're trying to make the most of it. So when that comes into play, honest. I think that the name is probably fairly safe. But it is it is interesting. When we had our conversation about the X Men name. Last year, when we knew, or two years ago, really, when it was talked about it could be mutants, and Feige referenced them as mutants. I never once, I mean, maybe I did, but I, it wasn't a big deal to me at the time in the context. So I, I can't, I'm not going to be, I don't want to be a, a prisoner of the moment and be all upset that they're changing their name now. And I didn't, I actually thought it was interesting mm-hmm. before. Yeah, I mean, I still think and the mutants name for a so, movie would so be great. I, but, I, but when they said that, I, I, what's interesting is that I think that they're, I, I I wouldn't panic if we found out that the name of the, of the next movie is the mutants. I wouldn't panic because, again, I didn't I didn't I wasn't panicking when they referred to that because right. I think that there is there there is potentially things to gain from not jumping out of the gate right calling it the X Men. Yes, right, there's exactly. money to be made, and whenever there's money to be made, that's likely the path they will go. But for story reasons, I wouldn't panic if they don't call it the X Men initially and they grow into that name. If they're just completely avoiding the name entirely over the next decade, that's where, you know, clearly there there is a there's something that they want to get across. And I don't I don't know that a new name will stick. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are maybe referring most people, almost everyone. Honestly, is still going to call them the X Men. Um, I mean, there's so much there's so much with the X Men. Uh, First of all, they all have X's labeled all over their 
their yeah, uniforms, their yeah. logos and their their everything, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. And I mean, there's so much, there's so much that has gone into the X Men, both recently in terms of the comics, the games, yeah, facts, yeah, the classic cartoon that's all over Disney Plus that people watch all the time, yeah, uh, the many several classic yeah. cartoons, honestly, Wolverine, and the X Men, Wolverine X-Men Evolution, all the movies, um, you know, it's people are gonna call them the X Men, right? You know, we're not gonna change the names of those. Changing the name, yeah, you're not gonna change those names. And and the, the changing the name, and it's not a name that's that's like you said, it's not like the Redskins where, you know, and I apologize if, if yeah, anyone yeah. heard, I apologize, you know, for saying that, but um, it's not like you know the the Washington football team formally called that that term, right, right, and uh, and it was it was where that was clearly offensive, right, yeah. clearly obviously, now nah, this has got to go, right, yeah. So this is this is just a different situation. Yeah. Yo, it's just a different situation. Yeah, so it, Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It's 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 very different and I think that it is when we have these conversations there needs to be nuance. I don't think there's much nuance in Alonzo's comments. To be fair, she's on a pod you know, whoever she was on a podcast or whatever, and you're just talking or you know, they I don't I, I think it was a podcast. Um and you're just talking and you're just saying, Oh yeah, you know, you can't say much about it and this is something that's on your mind and this is how you feel and she could have said that because maybe she was getting a lot of pushback from the fact that she thinks the name should be changed because uh, she didn't seem very optimistic about anything about it. She was like, I don't know where it's going. We'll see. So, I mean, um, so so we don't know where those comments are coming from. I don't want to just, you know, pin her down and say, oh, well, you know, well, this means she definitely is spearheading a movement. Like, I mean, we don't know where this thing is. But um, but in terms of my feeling on it, totally disagree that they should change anything. I think it would be a ridiculous decision. Um I do also, but I do think that there also the smear campaign that started that 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 was launched, that was clearly just some like obvious like right alt right troll campaign. Um, right. Cosmicnews.com just wrote a just a trash article. I don't know who that did. I don't know who wrote that. Um, but like just a trash article by them talking about what this means for Marvel and just all this nonsense. Uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. A lot of these folks that wrote about this woman who. You know, reach the level that a lot of women in this industry don't don't reach. That use it to 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 move forward agendas. It's just trash move, corny move, corny stuff, and I just don't have respect for it. I just think it's important that I I, I, I illustrate that even in my disagreement with her view on the X Men. Um, let's get through these uh, last stories pretty quickly. So, um, first one: many fans who enjoyed Tony Luong's portrayal of Wenwu in Marvel Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings were disappointed when the character, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, before I continue, I'm going to continue now, met his ultimate demise. Uh, but according to someone who worked on the movie, or at least consulted on the movie, this may not be the last time we see the man who was once known as the Mandarin on the base screen. <clears throat> so Jeff Yang, who is a journalist who served as a cultural consultant for the film, said not so fast when it comes to Wenwu's character arc being complete. Speaking on They Call Us Bruce podcast, Yang said, quote, given what, what they had in Tony Luong, I would have hoped that they would have made it a little more clear that he has other places to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He teased, I'll just leave it at that. So, Shamari, given these comments, how would you want to see when we use in the future and what plans do you think Marvel may have for him? Uh, boy, that's... That is a good question. How would I want to see him used? Um, so, well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is you got to be your first ghost kind of 
uh, situation. Not to, of course, to connect it to Star Wars as I always mm-hmm. do. You know, you have your Force Ghost kind of situation where he, he's talking to Shang Chi. Speed Force Ghost. Flash. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully not, man. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but you know, yeah, your Force Ghost. You have, uh, um, you know, your. I guess you have time travel now. You know, we have Doctor Strange, you know, time stones and all that stuff also. Um, Flashbacks. uh, There's all all kinds of flashbacks. You know, of course, we have the Eternals. um, And we have other things that may be taking place in the past. Uh, So there are are a lot of ways, honestly, that he can show up. Um, I always tend to, I always, I always tend to uh, prefer the more of the Force Ghost kind of, stuff because yeah, it's not it, it moves the character forward yeah it moves forward right we're not right. going backwards right uh, you know those those stories are fine but but they should be very very few and far between so um so yeah that's that's how i would like to see him i think mm-hmm. he's a great character one of the one of the best mcu villains i think um and uh yeah i mean really uh, regardless of how they present him you know however he shows up i'd be happy to see him. what about you kendall um, my assumption is that when they showed that post credit scene with the Ten Rings, uh, my assumption is that if they do do a Disney Plus series, that it'll it'll be multiple versions of the Ten Rings. It'll be a, a flashback and a current version, and that 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 has a lot more. Um, that has a lot more potential uh, than I think just a show on the current Ten Rings. Um. And that that would be interesting. Uh, other than that, I don't know. It's, I mean, that's that's up to them. I mean, I guess Dairy, any of these characters. I mean, there was plenty of places I would have liked to have seen, you know, the Wen Wu character uh, during the movie that we didn't explore, you know. So, and I was very upset that they killed him off. So, um, which EJ mentioned. So, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, hopefully, you know, but. Yeah, in terms of where he could show up, I mean, you know, we have plenty of plenty of characters coming down the pipe. Uh, some that you know maybe more period characters, like you know, we talked about the X Men, like a Wolverine or somebody that may have been around, mm. you know, may have ran into the Ten Rings at one point. Maybe he was in Asia. Maybe they they overlapped at one point. You know, so these are all these are all conversations that I'm sure they could have. Um, if you're talking about again a character who's you know been immortal been this vandal savage like figure you know there's plenty of history that marvel can 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 explore you know it could be something with the wakandans could be something with uh you know i don't know maybe yeah, Captain at, 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 at the atlanteans even Atlantean. I mean, yeah the atlanteans or the eternals like so yeah. there's plenty of plenty of conversation or the mutants you know i mentioned wolverine yeah. so yeah there's plenty I of opportunities yeah i mean a when Wu and wolverine interaction would be just epic um i mean that's Sign me up for that if someone's writing that somewhere in Marvel. So I think that's a great idea, Kendall. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I, you know, I think it's most likely we're talking about, you know, flashbacks potentially. Uh, but I've told you guys also that I think that there's a great chance that Wenwu gets resurrected and, and does come back. Because I think that the nature of the world that he lives in, in the in the kind of the, the mysticism, uh, it, it allows for it. You know, if it, we're talking about someone like, uh, I don't know, who's who's died that's not part of a mysticism world in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't think of someone right now for some reason. Ulysses Claw. 
Yeah, like, that's a good one. Like Usyk's claw ain't coming back. Like there's no, they're not gonna resurrect him. Like he's not part of any. You know, I know he was he was technically I guess killed on the outskirts of Wakanda, but he you know he's he's not. He's, you know he's dead. There's not there's no they're not moving forward with him. Uh, they're not moving forward with you no know, Iron Monger. You know something like that. Like yeah. these people are they're just gone. Uh, and we're not necessarily clamoring for them to be back. But in the world that he lives, where you know his his soul was taken. I just think that there's definitely a lot of wiggle room you can do. You say, okay, we want to bring him back. We could figure something out. So, so I think that 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 he could definitely come back. And I, I'll be honest, I'm gonna make a bold prediction to say that that Yang is referring to something in the future. I don't think that like because when he says he has other places to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that doesn't to me suggest past. That suggests that he needs to be in certain places that's that's happening or it's gonna happen. You know. Um, so I, I I think he will be used in in like past iterations, but I, I I'll take a bold prediction and say that and I think that's the most likely thing. But I'll take a bold prediction and say that he, we will see him again. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, I have, and I think for a lot of fans who like the the Shang Chi movie, I think that we all would would love to see him reprise that role again. Uh, let's talk about Miss Marvel. The Disney Plus series is set to begin streaming sometime early next year. And we're learning some interesting details about Kamala Khan and how Marvel plans to display her abilities. So according to Daniel RPK, Kamala's embiggening uh, powers will look less stretchy like Mr. Fantastic and more light-based like Green Lantern. Uh, this would be obviously a diversion from what we've seen from her in the comics. And it would potentially be kind of you know, also you know stepping away from a potentially important kind of personal arc that you know Kamala goes through about you know self-consciousness. Uh, of her, of how she looks given her her ability. So, uh, Kendall, if this is the chain that's coming, are you cool with that tweak? Uh, am I cool with the tweak? Um, I am for the most part cool with it. I you know I think overall this project. You know, look, I I I don't know if I've really sounded the alarms on this show. Oh. I've sounded the alarms off air. Oh. You know, and you know I've talked to my brother Henry about this a lot. He's, uh, you know, through playing the Avengers game, he's become a fan of the, of the Miss Marvel character. So he's you know, somewhat looking forward to this. And, you know, I've told him that there, there is some there is some stuff out there about this movie that, or about this show, rather, that, you know, people are worried about. I mean, for instance, we thought it was supposed to come out before Hawkeye. And then right. now, all of a sudden, we have no release date. And Marvel never said anything. But now... We assume it's coming out next year. Um, they showed us, you know, footage of this Marvel during Investor Day last year, and now it's 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 not coming out this year. So I don't know what happened, but um, you know, there's 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 stuff out there about you know the script, the little Disney Channel and stuff like that. So we'll see what what ends up happening with with that project. But um, it's sort of it's sort of stumbling out of the blocks a little bit from what we've heard. Uh, but in terms of in terms of this news, in terms of the fact that her powers are going to look a, little more, look, look a little bit more like Green Lantern than Mr. Fantastic. I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, I think... Do, do I think that the, the, the common person or the, the casual, as people like to call it, mm-hmm. do I think that the casual will, will, will understand the difference between Miss Marvel and Mr. Fantastic? Probably. But I don't think Marvel wants to go there. I don't think they want to go down that road. I mean, I've asked the question. You know, mm-hmm, like right. what's the difference between Miss Marvel when I was a casual, you know, when it came to Miss Marvel, like well, what's the difference between Miss Marvel and Mister Fantastic? You know, and so, one hundred percent, those those questions will be asked if you don't make 
a difference in their in the in the in their visual effects uh, for their character. So uh, I don't have a problem with it. You know, some people will, will you know will say this is unnecessary. Um, you know, again, it probably is for like for us, but for the casual, you may you may feel like. Let's not even go down that road. We know we're introducing Mr. Fantastic around the exact same time we're introducing Miss Marvel. Uh, and we also don't want Mr. Fantastic to feel like a bite-off or a rip-off of Miss Marvel, uh, yeah, who's coming over, first. Overshadowed by Miss Marvel. Yeah, because I mean, Miss Marvel's coming first. You know, in the comics, obviously, Reed Richards is first, so, you know, people look at it as he's biting Mr. Fantastic from a, from a, from a powers perspective in that regard. Not only the reverse. And he's not going to be as strong, because he's not going to be able to do other stuff, so... Um, so yeah, I don't have a problem with it, but I, you know, I guess I understand people's uh, frustration. Mm. What are you, Sam? Um, I, I, I have to see how this is applied. I, I mean, I, right now, um, I don't have any issue with it, and that's largely out of faith in, in Marvel Studios and faith in, in uh, these Disney Plus shows so far, which a lot of them have been great, even the non-Marvel or Star Wars ones. Several ones that other shows that I've seen, Disney Plus originals that have been great, very well done shows, cartoons they've made, very well done, very high quality content coming from Disney Plus. So, um, you know, if this is what they think is the right thing to do, I think they'll still make it quality content. I, um, I, uh, uh, I do often find myself, whether it be playing the Marvel Avengers game seeing Kamala Khan's powers and other properties saying this reminds me a lot of Mr. Fantastic mm-hmm. what is different All right. now, I'm sure that will make you know Marvel's Marvel fans lose, lose their mind right. probably yelling at me right now uh, listening to this show and that's fine well, uh, I think but, a lot of it is to me like you know while they both have the uh, elasticity I think that she can I mean she I don't think Mr. Fantastic can make himself legitimately just bigger yeah yeah she can actually like grow like Ant-Man right almost. exactly um, yes uh, which is is interesting. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a little it's a little interesting. Um, uh, so yeah, I kind of I kind of have them, and then I have Luffy from One Piece, <laughs> all yeah, in his own category. Yeah, also, yeah. for all the anime fans out there. Yeah. So it's like it's a lot of you know other rubber. About, uh, Ralph Disney. <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk about <laughs> Ralph Disney. Um, but yeah, so so these powers can get kind of confusing. They're both in the same universe. They're both going to be, maybe, I guess, interacting with each other at one point, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that could have been a joke, I guess, at some point also, yeah. that they had the same power. Yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of probably would have been funny. But, um, but yeah, they're just going to avoid it altogether. I don't really have much of an issue with it. I think it'll look cool. It'll probably, um, it'll probably be, le- I- I'm imagining less Green Lantern and more um, the homie from uh, uh, Young Justice. From from Young Justice, um, there's a lot of homies in Young Justice. Yeah, yes, the homie. Yeah, Justice. the the Young Justice um, invasion. Uh, oh, when uh, the, the Brion? dude, huh? Wait, which dude? Not Brion. Uh, no, what's the guy? No, invasion the, is invasion is season two. Season two, Jaime's Jaime's boy. Um, the dude that can have his spirit come out and be like a giant. Long Shadow. I think I think so. I think that was his name. The, we're talking. The yeah, guy like this guy was supposed to be. Like, yeah, it's kind of like Brother like, Bear, like Apache Chief. Yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, he's Long Shadow. I think his name. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking something more so right, along those lines. Not like Green Green Lantern in the terms of she's like making stuff out of nothing. Right. Right. But it's just gonna be an extension of her, but just like bigger. 
Right. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I think this is gonna be. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, cool Ty, yeah. Ty Long Shadow was uh that was that character. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah I, and I I could probably I probably agree with Sham. That's probably more of what it will look like. Uh, you know, this was Daniel's best way of trying to describe it, but I, I agree with Sham. I think it would probably seem more similar to that. Um. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm be honest. I'm not I'm not that thrilled with this. I think that you know, it's like one of those things where it kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, which you got, everybody who listens to this podcast regularly knows. But um, but you know, kind of you know, one of the things that you know plagues you know the WWE sometimes is in the developmental show, uh, where their their younger talent kind of get developed before they get brought up to WWE's main shows. Um, you know, they establish character traits and move sets and things that make them kind of who they are and what kind of endear them to a large portion of fans before they even get to WWE. And what happens is WWE will oftentimes strip that away for whatever reason. And, and, and they kind of take some of the spirit and the heart away from what made those characters click for millions of people. And I, I feel like Marvel has a tendency to do that where, you know, they're bringing somebody who's never been on, you know, the big screen and part of Marvel Studios into the fold and feeling like they just have to fix things or change things uh, just for the sake of whatever. You know, and it may, it may be budgetary. and you know, a lot of people have made the point that, look, it might just be, they might not feel convinced that they can do the stuff that's necessary to make Miss Marvel look great in terms of the, the, uh, the elasticity stuff. But I do feel like at the same time... Um, you know, Miss Mar- part of Marvel's image is like me seeing her grow to be, you know, fifty feet tall. Like that's like not like that's like a part of who she is. Like I like I don't think that just oh just making that a light projection is the same for me. Like that's a big deal. Like just the fact that she can just long her limbs and she could run and and cover you know hundreds of yards in one step because she can just make herself. Well, I mean that's that's part of of her character. Like I don't know. It's like. To me, it's like it's not. I know it's not the same because Squirrel Cat has been around a long time, but it's like saying, "Oh, we don't. We think Wolverine's too violent, so we're gonna instead of making claws come out of his hands, you know, we'll make them. I don't know something else. We'll make them light projections. Let's do the same thing, you know. And they're not actually, you know, you know, you know, unbreakable metal that's going through people's skin. It's just like whatever. Like that would that would that would make you feel like, well, that's not who I'm watching. That's not the same. And 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 I think that you know that that to me that's that's a little that's a little whack. I'm, I'm be honest. I'm not, I'm not that thrilled with this. I got you know application always is what matters, and it'll probably be fine. But I know I would definitely would prefer what they what 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 how she normally is presented. And I do the think other, that there is a convers- conversation about self consciousness and how people look. And you know she doesn't. And sometimes she doesn't have what maybe many people may see is like the most you know physically appealing looking powers and. That's a large portion of the conversation that happens with a lot of mutants and the X-Men. It's a conversation with the Inhumans. It makes me wonder, you know, there's already doubt about whether or not there will really be an Inhuman tag to Kamala's character. Uh, and this kind of, to me, adds to that. So, uh, I'm, I'm not that great. Not that, to be honest, my reception is not, not that great at all. Last thing, Kendall? Um, no, I was just going to say that uh, to add to the, uh, the Hall of Fame of stretchy characters, uh, Rubber Band Man. Rubber Band Man. Shout Shout out out to Rubber Band Man. Static Shock. Not stretchy, but shadow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last story today, guys. So it appears DC has another project in the works for HBO Max. And surprise, surprise, it is expected to center around another PLC lead. So according to that hashtag show, 
what was originally planned as a film set to debut uh, on their streaming service is now being morphed into a Supergirl series as the writing behind the story expanded. Uh, this, this Supergirl show is expected to explore her origins while also adding uh, further details as to why and how she ends up appearing in Andy Muschietti's uh, The Flash. Now, Sasha Kaye, who is cast by Muschietti, would star in the role, while Michael Keaton's uh, Bruce Wayne is expected to have some kind of role in the story as well. Shamari, do you think this is a smart use for the character, given we've already had a Supergirl series that's been on network TV since 2015? Um, I don't know. Um, this is very interesting. I, I don't know. So it's good in that I think it'll be more good content i've liked um the well formerly dc universe now hbo max original live action dc shows so far mm-hmm. um with doom patrol which i do Yo, have to watch titans is having a hell of a season man just gotta give them a round of applause first of all and I'm, I'm surprised so i usually i think you probably like this season a little more than me i don't dislike really it. wow yeah i don't I think this is, i think this is by far the best um, season but uh um, conversation for another yeah, podcast. I'd, I'd say it's probably on par for me with the others. But yeah. um but yeah, I mean I, I and Titans as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You know, I, I think I think this is uh I think this is gonna be cool to watch, very fun to see. Um and it'll be like quality Supergirl, but with quality like effects, I would hope, since this was going to be a movie first. Now the issue is uh the, issue, the only issue I have is, you know, has there ever been a Supergirl movie? Like, live action? Yes. Like, big yes. budget? Yeah. Uh, I mean, budget maybe is well, debatable. I mean, well, I mean, but, but like there, major, there is a major Supergirl motion picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's a sequel to Superman 4. That's Supergirl. Yeah, 1989. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it was right. on, it was on the, the, the DC Universe streaming service. That I, I wanted to watch it, but I never did. Okay. Okay, um, so I'll just like there was a uh, a Fantastic Four movie prior to you know two thousand. Right, <laughs> but that, I don't think that ever hit theaters though, right? If I'm not mistaken, or did it? Uh, Nick Fury, <laughs> Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Right, you know. Um, so yeah, I'll have to watch that, but uh, but I feel like that would have been a big deal. I think that could have been very good. I was never the biggest fan of Supergirl. I like the Injustice Two storyline uh, surrounding Supergirl. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm interested in Supergirl now. And I, and I, and I, I've never disliked Supergirl, but, but I think, I do think her story is pretty interesting, uh, you know, when, when it's, when it's done right. So I think that will, that is a bit of a mixed opportunity, a missed opportunity. Um, but, but I'm excited for the show. To be clear, uh, Supergirl show came out at Superman three, not Superman four. Just want to clarify. You mean, the, you mean movie. I mean the movie? Movie, sorry. Okay. I was like, yeah, Supergirl show came out way after. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. But um, shout out Richard Pryor. Uh, no, I mean, look, I mean, I guess I'm gonna say what I said about Supergirl. Um, and w- w- one thing I'll say real quick is that uh, this guy from Screen Rant is claiming that he's he's hearing that 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 that, 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 that there's no, no such Supergirl project out there right now um interesting uh, that? So we'll, uh if this actually happened but you know i'll say what i'll say what i said you know but i i, I assume i've maintained 
since we started hearing that they were going to bring in a new Supergirl, they're like, look, this isn't necessarily for me. Um, we have a Supergirl show. At least we had one. It's still going as of right now, but it's not. It's not a uh, last season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's in this last season. Um, I don't necessarily need uh, an immediate another version of Supergirl. Uh, can multiple superheroes exist at the same time? Sure. Um, Supergirl, to, to me personally, is not a character that you know I'm like dying to see three, four versions of. Um, you know, but that's that that's for me. Uh, there's other people that are gonna be excited about, it. and there's you know that's 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 uh, that's their prerogative. Um, you know, obviously the optics if this does end up on HBO Max, uh, you know, continues to not be great. <laughs> yep, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. You look at the the track record of who's ended up on HBO right. Max and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that we already have a Supergirl, uh, we already had a Supergirl series, you know, also makes it even less appealing because right. at least you're telling me it's a movie. At least I know I don't have to sit through eight episodes of another eight episodes of Supergirl. I can maybe watch just one movie. It'll be higher production value and more condensed straightforward story as opposed to a series now you can at least sell me on that now you're just you're selling me on it's just a higher budget but it's the same but it's the same character um with a different actress so that, that you know i mean for me right. um but i guess like i guess that's my opinion on that you know i mean supergirl i will say which Mari mentioned injustice uh did you guys see the most recent Injustice animated movie trailer? I saw a. I saw trailer. the yeah. I saw, I saw I saw the last trailer. I think I didn't see the Red Band trailer. I saw the Red Band. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that art. The art's kind of. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, the art. The art's. I'd see the movie. It's not as bad. As I mean, I'm game. not. I'm not crazy about the Superman versus the Elite's art. Either. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's not yeah, to be fair, oh, yeah, and that movie, happened. that movie is fire. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen Superman versus the Elites, that's one you want to watch, and do not be discouraged by the goofy art. Yeah, that's I'm like, why does Superman look like a look like a caveman? He, yeah, he looks like a hunchback in Notre Dame. You know, it, it, it's 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 very <laughs> weird, but man, that movie slaps. Just 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 to set the record straight, it's it's I, this injustice thing, man. It it it's a movie that. It just looks like a, a retelling of the cinematics. I you can you can one hundred percent just pull up the cinematics on YouTube and it'll, yeah, it'll watch the cinematics, like read the comic. It looks like a retelling <laughs> of the comic. It's yeah, just a well, retelling, well, yeah, which well, is been, fine. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah, I, I I I read the first Injustice comic and it was fantastic. And, um, and, and like you so hope that like, and, and you're right that like, and you know I guess and EJ's right in the sense that like, look, this is what we what we were told from the beginning like right. it's injustice like what did you think you were gonna do right but like, like when you hear that they're doing it you kind of there's still that hope when you haven't seen a trailer you haven't seen anything there's still that hope that hey, we're gonna have some twists some turns but i know it's not the exact same thing yeah but it seems like and again maybe there will be you know as we've seen with yeah. like the joke and like hush that they'll change some stuff they need to but as of right now it seems like it's pretty straightforward so, so, so you're feeling kind of the opposite of how I felt about things like the Killing Joke, which I would have hoped. No, just do what the comic did. 
Same thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do what the comic did. Right. Yeah. Now you're yeah. saying no, they should. I done feel like they different. should deviate because it's already in video. I could already watch it in video. Form. Uh, yeah. That makes uh, video sense. Game. Like it's not on mm. paper. It's not on print. Yeah. I mean, you could totally go on YouTube and just watch the cinematic of the. Uh, yeah. The, the, people do that for video games pe- all the time. People do it. Yeah. Like those I mean, things I'll, have millions of views. I heard they were making. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, and I think they have, I've ever heard they made some tweaks to certain things, but I mean, the story still seems to kind of move along the way the game did. I think I do think that there's a there's a there's a difference. I agree with Kendall when you're talking about something that's that's recent and was done in multimedia form. Um, you know, when you're talking about Killing Joke, you know, that's a, that's a whole different generation. Uh, Long Halloween, that's a whole different generation, and that's not in multimedia form. So there's something, even if you are doing a, a retelling of those, there's something elevated to the fact that you're seeing it in live action. So even like something like uh, Under the Red Hood, that's not a old, that's not an old story at all. But there was something elevated to hearing a voice, seeing the action, the We're emotion doing behind it. Invasion on 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 Avengers Earth Mighty Zero. Um, right, exactly. There's there's, there's it, it adds something to it for sure. Um, I don't know if I've, I agree. I don't know if I've seen that yet with the Injustice game. Real quickly on on just the Supergirl aspect and Kaya for me. I just I I feel like I just think there there DC's got to have some kind of awareness about just saying okay any brightest person of color you're just gonna put them on the streaming service. And there's just something about that. And I know okay if it's a TV series, it'd probably be better suited on a TV on on that on that channel. But, you know, when you already put out there that we're putting riskier project, quote unquote, on the service and it's all people of color besides Batman projects, it just it just it just it still leaves me a little skeptical. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I really needed a Supergirl project, given we've had this Supergirl series that explore Kara's character in such great detail for all these years. I don't know if that's something I, I need to see immediately i i was cool with her being included in a movie or or even doing a movie i think it's a little different because okay that's a different medium but and then look i think that in terms of kendall you know how does this become different which kind of spawned the, the injustice thing i think the difference would be you know i mean kai obviously looks nothing like uh you know melissa Pinoz, nothing like anyone that's played supergirl on most most yeah different most generations of supergirl so I, I think that with that will come very i think will come differences in the portrayal, I think, in the origin, I think there's going to be differences there that will they think will be worthwhile. I think in terms of just my interest, I'm not sure if it's quite there going to be there for me because I just know that uh, I've just seen this kind of series before. They'll have to do a lot. Like I think the best way to do it would be to just make this look like Man of Steel. Like it has to, like the, the the CGI has to look that good. I think if they go that far, I say all right, well, this is like a movie that's ten episodes, and I'll watch that. But if you're telling me it's I mean, I don't even know if it's Superman Lois, if that if it's that good, that it's going to really fit. I'm, I'm going to watch it because I watch all this stuff and I love all this stuff. But in terms of, like, is this something I want? I, I can't say it's something I'm, I'm looking and for. You, and look, I, I'll give it a chance. Like, Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, Superman and Lois, first I was excited. I'll say, oh, we're getting a Superman show. Then when we heard what it was, I mean, Shamari was the biggest one. And I was like, really? Yep. You know, you know, a Superman, mom and pop, you know, family show. You know, and they're not, they didn't, weren't necessarily lying. That kind of is what it is, but there was a lot more, and, you know, it ended up being good. So, yeah, yeah man. You know, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to hate, you know, and 
so they and it, that's not the only example. There are plenty of shows where or movies that I didn't like the idea. I wouldn't have done it if I was in charge. But then when you see the finished product, you say to yourself, "Now nah, I see why they why they made it. Now nah, I see why they greenlit it." So I have to wait till I see it before. I mean, even Venom. I mean, we talked about Venom, and again, you guys didn't like the movie. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it that much either. But like we talk about Venom. When that idea was crafted, it seemed kind of goofy to begin with. It's like Venom movie, right, a Venom movie. Why don't yeah. we just make Venom? Well, it was just you're just trying it's to make money. in a Spider-Man movie, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just put him in a Spider-Man movie. This is your, this is just Sony's way of trying to trying to make money, or right. like Morbius. But we got to see these things through. You know, maybe Morbius <laughs> is gonna wind up. I don't think it will be. But maybe it winds up being a great movie. Now we'll know why they greenlit it. So, you know, these conversations um, they happen all the time, and we obviously with something like Supergirl, we'll have to see. Uh, maybe there will be a very obvious reason once you see it why they're doing it, and maybe it goes even beyond different actors. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting conversation. Uh, we'll continue following what's going on with Supergirl and, and Sasha Kaye's uh, uh, character moving forward. That's going to do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this uh, show, make sure you check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. You can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at New Generation Pod. You can also follow us individually on social media. Kendall is on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Shamari is on Snapchat, Instagram, MCShan22. And you can find me on Twitter. EJ underscore Stewart and on Instagram action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking this out for Kendall for Shamari. I'm EJ. Take it easy guys. Peace.